And welcome back to another edition of On The Board Sports. I am your host, Will Cherucci, a.k.a. Will C. Coming to you from Gotham Podcast Studios in Manhattan, New York. Man, what a beautiful day it is on a Thursday afternoon. Got lots of sports to talk about here. But first and foremost, I want to introduce a very special guest of mine. Joining me from LIU Post is the one and only Mike Domagala. Mike, how are you, bud? Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's my first podcast experience, and I'm happy I'm with you. Mike, I've been following you, and I follow your other Instagram page, too. Uh, NBA, right? NBA. Yep. NBA Buzz. NBA Buzz. One of the better pages you want to follow on Instagram. Huge, huge basketball fan. But not only is he a huge basketball fan, ladies and gentlemen, he is an absolute big sports fan. That is true. You know, you see everything going on in the world of sports right now. But, Mike, before we get into everything, I got to ask you, how did you get into doing what you're doing right now? And number two, why did you do it? So to answer that, I started NBA Buzz when I was 12 years old. Started on Facebook and it's still going today. Got 2.3 million followers on Facebook. I recently started about a year and a half ago on Instagram. I'm up to 120,000 followers there. Right. Something new that I've been doing. I got well. I got my website, Courtside Buzz, where I write daily NBA articles. And recently, I started a show called Inside Buzz with Mike Domagala, and I interview NBA personnel. I've had uh, Jason Kidd's son, TJ Kidd, right. Ryan Hollins, Derrick Rose's trainer, Keith Hodges, last week, and uh, also Mitchell Creek. So you know, I'm kind of getting to start with that. I do it over like a Skype type chat, and uh, I just love talking basketball and getting content out of it pushing it out there and kind of getting my name and NBA buzz on my website out there. Absolutely. So that's what I've been doing. Absolutely, man. You know, you, you go out there, you hustle hard every day and you know, you try to get all the interviews and all that. It's a great thing for what you're doing right now, especially at a young age. You're only 20 years old, Mike. I'm only 20. I'm still in school. I go to LIU post on Long Island. You're not even allowed to have a drink yet. Isn't that crazy, man? Isn't that crazy? And you had the following and everything like that going on. Just wait, man. You know, listen, it's it's all, it's all a grind. Having Manhattan out here is a great asset to meet people. And, you know, I'm not even, you know, kids drink, kids party, stuff like that. I, I'm home from school. I'm, I'm working. I'm writing articles. I'm interviewing people. I'm working towards what I want to do when I'm older. And many people should, and many kids that should, you know, they want to be in your situation right now. You've been doing this since you were 12, eight years, and you can only imagine when people see you or what it, whatever it is that they think about you when they first see you and they're like, this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, that's how some people actually think. You know, and that's a horrible way to think because you grind your way. Yep. You know, it's it's crazy. I mean, you mentioned too that you know Brandon Robinson, Scoopy. Yes. He's one of the better guys you'll ever want to meet. You oh, know man. It. Oh, man. So Scoopy, me and Scoop's relationship goes back probably two years. You know, he saw me as a hungry journalist growing up on Instagram and Facebook, and he reached out to me. And, you know, we'd, we'd talk. He's had lots and lots of NBA experience. Mm-hmm. So he was always kind of a mentor to me. Right. Then I uh, I played at MSG last year for Anthony Donahue's uh, Knicks games where you could, like, play basketball on the MSG court. Yeah, yeah. And Scoop was there. So I'm like, Scoop, how's it going? And I didn't say my name. And he's like, yo, Mike, how's it going? I'm like, see, that's like real recognized real. Right. He's like, he saw it was me. 
right. recognized me, mm-hmm. and we chopped it up about basketball. That's awesome, man. That's awesome how you just build up a relationship like that, too. We had him on our show on our NBA preview uh, just the other day. I think that should be dropping anytime soon. We had him and uh, Andrew Salad, a.k.a. 1-2 Combo, okay. from Combo's Court. Another guy that you should definitely try yeah, to interview. Yeah, I saw that. I followed him. Once I saw that interview, I saw Scoop was working with you. Checked it out. Absol- followed whoever is on it. Absolutely, man. Hey, listen. There's a lot of things going on in basketball right now. And it's preseason, and everybody's blowing it up right now as far as preseason goes. Obviously, you're seeing Zion. He's dunking, and basically nobody can guard him in preseason. And then you have all these things going on in China right now that a lot of people don't want to talk about, especially the national networks, and I totally understand that, and I get why they do that. But, Mike, from from your perspective and from what you've seen and from what you've read and understood, uh, what's going on with with China right now? You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of money involved over here. Forget about politics aside and everything like that. What it all comes down to money. I want to hear oh, your yeah. thoughts on this. Listen, we'll put politics aside. Also, I'm not very big into politics, but what Daryl Morey tweeted, the Houston Rockets uh, general manager, or yeah, general manager. Mm-hmm. He was exercising his First Amendment, freedom of speech. And, you know, China didn't like that. The NBA backed Maury. Players are starting to back Maury. And what's going on is China isn't liking the criticism that they're getting from Maury. And they're, it might take a hit on the NBA losing deals and stuff like that. Uh, some preseason games are playing in China right now. This morning, a few games wrapped up. They're taking down billboards. And they're not allowing their fans to get the full NBA experience right. because of politics. And when you bring politics into sports, I feel it ruins it because sports brings people together. Mm-hmm. Politics divides people right. like crazy. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? I mean, it's crazy. It's going to cost the NBA a lot of money. But I think Adam so- Adam Silver, the uh, the NBA commissioner, somebody in China has to revive this relationship because the NBA and basketball is a global sport and both parties need to be happy with each other for it to grow. Absolutely. And you see a lot of things going on in the world right now too. But this whole China thing with me, it kind of irks me in a sense where here we have a guy that's like we, like you said, and like we said, you know, off the air, he's, you know, speaking his mind and he's, He's doing what he's, you know, as an American citizen, you do, you know, it's First Amendment right. Yep. But with that being said, like, there's backlash on how he should be out of the league. And I get Houston, I get Houston side, they drafted Yao Ming. Mm-hmm. You know, they have all these deals with all these Chinese companies and everything like that, that along the way made made them money. And I get why some Chinese businesses want to leave, but... You know, at the same point in time, like, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on over there in China. Oh, yeah. There is. I mean, you have some some concentration camps going on over mm-hmm. there, you know. You have people that work in slave wages over there. Yeah. And companies like Nike and Adidas, you know, they don't really do anything because, they, you know, they have a lot of their work going on. It's all about the money. It, all and about it, the money. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's insane. And, you know, for fans to rip. Uh, you know, some NBA players are not saying anything. I get it. Yep. You know, it's their livelihood at the on the line. But if you really want to be like a legend in this country, you know, look at a guy like a Muhammad Ali, you know, standing up for yep. what's going on, what happened in Vietnam years ago, 
you know, and he's regarded as a legend. You know, LeBron, this would be his perfect opportunity to say something mm-hmm. on this, but, you know, there's a lot of fans that might be turned off yep. afterward. And, oh, certainly. You know, it would, it would, I definitely understand that. I definitely get that. But, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to that, man, it's just a tough, tough thing. Mm-hmm. So I've been reading a lot of comments on NBA Buzz's post based on this, and the fans seem to say that China is overreacting and stuff like that, which, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. But I think one thing that's sad about this whole situation, the NBA starts in 12 days. Um, You know, it's taken away from the start of one of the greatest NBA seasons that's coming up ever. Right. Zion Williamson in the preseason, you know, the two LA teams out there. I mean, this is huge hype. There's a lot whole of new year. There's a lot of dynamic duos now in the league. There's no one super team. Anybody can win it this yep. year. That's what I love about this new season. Because for the past few years, especially during the you know LeBron versus Warriors era, right. that was you know a few straight seasons worth of. All right, here comes another season. They're gonna win. They're gonna win. To the finals we go, and boom. The third time around. I didn't even want to watch it because it was getting boring. So I think, you know, as much as I don't like seeing too much movement in the NBA, you know, this past summer was crazy. I think it's great for the league, you know. There's not one set team to win. There is definitely not one set team in the league either to win. And, you know, you mentioned the two L.A. teams. Let's start off there. I mean, we had on our preview and we we talked combo, Scoopy, and my partner Sean Thomas and I. We talked about it and we we let off with the Knicks and the Nets and, you know— we didn't really – we hit up on the Lakers and the Clippers, but I want to get your take on, on the L.A. rivalry because there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things going on right now. I mean, the Lakers for years have dominated the Clippers, and then when Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan teamed up, then they started to win games, and that was obviously when the Lakers went downhill after that. Uh, but, Mike, in your honest opinion, what for, for the year that the Lakers and the Clippers – for this rivalry to be good, what needs to happen? I think what needs to happen is health. Both teams need to stay healthy because if one of the big four, I would call them, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. if one of them goes down, it's going to hurt either team and it's going to hurt the rivalry. So between the teams, it's tough. LeBron, you can, LeBron James and Anthony Davis on a team, that is pretty incredible. They got a solid background of players. Right, Danny Green... Dwight Howard, you know, great surrounding players. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, though, you got to look at what the Clippers did last season. That Clippers team, what did they come back from against the Warriors that one game? Maybe 33-point lead or something in the playoffs like that? Right. And that was a team without Kawhi, without Paul George. Mm-hmm. And that team was led by Lou Williams, you know, Montrezl Harrell. And those guys are still on this team. And you add um, Kawhi Leonard, just won the championship. Paul, Paul George, George. From a trade. And he wanted out of OKC. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Paul George, you know, two of the best two-way players in the NBA, along with Lou Williams, Harrell, Patrick Beverly's a dog on defense. Mm-hmm. That team's going to be pretty nuts. Yeah. And, you know, you also, too, like, you didn't mention either Doc Rivers being the coach. Yep. I mean, this guy knows how to coach star talent, obviously, in 2008 when the Celtics won it all. Yep. There's a lot of things going on, you know, with, with Doc and everything like that. But... With the late, I'm a huge Lakers fan, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you my honest take on the okay. Lakers, okay? When healthy, this team can probably be a top-four team in the league. If they lose out on LeBron or an AD, it ain't looking good. Mm-hmm. Because now, think about it. And I've been, saying, I've been saying this to my co-host. I've been saying this to many people. 
LeBron James is on the wrong side of 30. True. He is not. He's coming off of a major injury. And, you know, yeah, you look at guys like MJ and guys that have come off of uh, long periods of stretch of time, like when MJ came back from his retirement in yep. 95, 96. You know, he dominated. And then he retired again 97, 90, after the 97, 98 season when they won the sixth championship for the Bulls. And he took off the two years, and he came back to Washington. Still had it in the tank somewhat, but yep. not not the same player that he was, once was. But you look at free agents in general, okay? You look at free agents in general that sign these big deals. They don't pan out. It's true. They don't pan out. But with LeBron and with everything like that that's been happening with him, look, there's a lot that can happen. And with Anthony Davis there, too, keep this in mind. When Dwight Howard, in his first stint with the Lakers, was there, it was his contract year, mm-hmm. right? Plays with Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Pal Gasol. You know, they had Mike Brown there for the yep. first couple games. He gets canned after the one and four start. They had Bernie Bickerstaff there, and then they hired Dan Tony mm-hmm. after that, okay? The year was sort of a wash after Kobe had his career year and everything like that under D'Antoni, probably his best year outside of 05, 06, mm-hmm. and even in the MVP year too, but who's counting that? But he gets hurt, team goes down, everything goes down, shambles and flames, and then afterward it's been draft pick, draft pick, draft yep. pick, draft pick, draft pick, and the fan base wants to win. And it looked like last year they were going to get in. Right. Big time. Right. When LeBron James went down, you know, that was obviously – horrible for the team when Lonzo Ball went down that was the start of it so I think last year's team if they stayed healthy we would not definitely not see what happened with the Lakers this summer and because I don't think they would have broken them all up and not only that but with all the rumors going around Anthony Davis and his turmoil and that saga that happened a lot of players once they heard that some of the, their names are being mentioned in traits like wait they want to get rid of me, yeah. but I, I'm I'm a huge, you know, they grew up idolizing LeBron mm-hmm. and everything like that. It was a huge honor to play with yep. him. But, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, They're trying to win games. Because they think, I want to be here. They don't want me here. Then they second-guess themselves. Then they feel like they got to live up to the standards. Maybe they're forcing bad shots. Who know, You know what I mean? After that whole saga. So I think, well, with the Pelicans, we could t- if we want to touch on the Pelicans. Go ahead. Um... That team is going to be one of the best teams in the league in three years. Zion Williamson, you know, and all the L.A. guys that came over for Anthony Davis. Now, who won that trade? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. I think from looking at it now, both teams won it because the Pelicans got so many draft picks out of that trade. And the Lakers, I mean, they're in win-now mode. They want to win while LeBron is in L.A. Right. I mean, it's going to be a great season. I, You know, you you got to hope so. And, you know, you also, too— Bringing back Dwight Howard for a second here. When Dwight got traded, that was his final year of his deal. Mm-hmm. He left. He went to Houston. Five years later, after what happened, six years later, he's back on the team now. And Anthony Davis is sort of in the same situation that Dwight was in. Yep. Now, do you see Dwight Howard pulling Anthony Davis over and be like, yo, man, listen. You got to make, you got to do what's best for you. I did what's best for me mm-hmm. and... You know, I could have had the keys to the car with the Lakers and with Kobe and everything like that. But you and LeBron have a great relationship where whereas like, you know, 
Kobe and I probably didn't. This is probably all stuff mm-hmm. that they're probably talking about behind closed doors and everything, you know, where there's no cameras. I think it is some, maybe something that they're mentioning. But remember, this is five years later. They brought in Dwight Howard to be the, the Kobe Shaq type thing just years later. You know what I mean? Now Dwight is going to take that backup center, maybe even starting center role. With Anthony Davis and that situation, with where Davis would be Howard in that situation, mm-hmm. Kobe and LeBron are different, a lot different. Kobe, you know, tough to play with sometimes maybe. He's not as, you know, willing to give up the ball as LeBron. Right. LeBron's at a different point in his career that Kobe was where Kobe won a lot during when uh, Dwight Howard was was on. LeBron is still going for that championship. And, I mean, I'm not saying Kobe and Nash and those guys weren't, but that team didn't pan out. I think this team has, you know, is in a better situation than that team because they're not old, how Gasol was aging, Steve Nash, Kobe was aging. Again, I think this Lakers team is dangerous, even even if Dwight and AD have that conversation and it's in the back of AD's mind. Do you see AD, you know, it's... We know what AD is going to do this year, and I don't want to be bringing up AD's contract status till probably the end of the year. But in your mind, how big of a role is it to have LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team? It's it's whatever LeBron wants it to be. And reports I've been reading is LeBron has said he wants to take the back seat and let Anthony Davis do what he does. Mm-hmm. AD is still so young. He hasn't even reached his full potential yet. Put him with a guy, LeBron James. He could feed him. LeBron's a threat driving. It's going to be Lob City with the Lakers between those two. I think LeBron's going to help Anthony Davis's career. Like, it's going to it's going to be crazy. You know, I hope you're right in that regard for the Lakers. And you know, you see what's going on. We mentioned the Clippers. We mentioned the Lakers. This is going to be one crazy uh, hallway series. Oh yeah, I mean, not even just that. You, they're still the Golden State Warriors. The Denver Nuggets have, um, they have built Nicole more, Jokic. Oh yeah, they built more chemistry before between their guys. It's another year for them all to develop. Right. They got Michael Porter Jr. off the bench. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're you know who that is. I, I know who, I know who that he's is. He's supposed to be a lottery pick. Oh yeah. He wound up dropping yep. in the lottery. He's a he, he's a young stud that kid. Yeah. So okay. So there's Golden State. There's Denver. There's also Portland. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. They added Kent Bazemore, a nice bench piece. And Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, I mean, he was a beast in Miami when his head was in the game. And if they get his head in the game, the Blazers could be I think top they could five. Be, I, could th- I think they could be a finals contender, even win the finals. Yep. If they keep that team healthy and they, you know, everybody's on the same page, you know, that's just something that remains to be seen. Their coaching staff is actually pretty decent, too. Oh, yeah. You know, but, and also, too, in the West, like, there's a lot of star, there's a lot of star driven. Players too. Mm-hmm. You look at Dallas. Dallas has, and we didn't even mention Houston yet. Oof. Outside, outside of totally forgot about out, outside of what had happened with Morey. Mm-hmm. But you have Dallas still having Luka Doncic. Yep, he's a stud. Porzingis, him, him, and Porzingis. That's going to be an unbelievable tandem this year. So I feel like teams like them, the Sacramento Kings in the West, mm-hmm. those are two teams who are going to be on the cusp. So they're still very young. They're extremely, extremely talented. But, I mean, there's juggernauts in that Western Conference. I think, you know, maybe a 9 or a 10 seed between those two teams. I mean, the Western Conference is loaded, man. And if it's not, 
if those teams aren't going to have success this year, they're going to have more success next year, the year after. Uh, right. Uh, KP and Luca, if you average their age, what are they, 22 yeah. combined, mm-hmm. if you average it? They're still an extremely young team, and they're still going to build pieces because those two will attract free agents. Is Rick Carlisle still a coach over there? Yes. That's going to be a scary offensive unit. I think so, too. That's going to be I, a crazy scary unit. I think I think they need another they need another piece though. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. If you remember what he did with the Knicks, people were thinking, all right, they paid him a lot of money. Absolutely, he's three, a three year seventy yep. million dollar deal, oh, yeah. right? High volume shooter, high volume scorer, right? Just not consistent. He'll shoot seven for twenty on average. I mean, that's not exactly good. Right. So you know, there's guys in Dallas who could hold it down, but I don't think I don't think they get in this this season. Looks like it might be another year. And you mentioned Sacramento. I had Sacramento last year as a, as a surprise team, and everybody looked at me with like five heads laughed at me. <laughs> like, yeah, what the what the hell do you know? You know, and, and they yet, got pieces. Yeah, they they got Fox. Pieces, they man. got Bagley. Uh, Harrison Barnes is a good vet. I mean, you know, they got a lot of good guys. Absolutely. And then yeah, the man. war and then the Warriors too. They wound up going out there and signing Willie Cauley Stein and and a couple other guys. I, did he get suspended or what? Something uh, happened to him? No, I don't. I don't believe so. No, he, he or hurt. He wasn't in their first preseason game. Okay, no, that I know. Not sure though. He, he's a he's a good addition to put next to Draymond in the paint. What about uh, Chris? That that kid, Chris. Are they gonna? Are they gonna? Oh, um, Marquise Chris. Yeah, they just signed. Yeah, that's a steal of a pickup because he's still. I believe he's twenty three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he got into a fight with Serge Ibaka last year or the year before. And he was kind of getting blackballed. Like, this kid is a problem and stuff like that. He's still so young. I, that's a nice bench piece as that, well. That is. Bringing D'Angelo Russell in, you know, to kind of tie him into Brooklyn, stuff like that. We'll gateway to them right after. Yeah. Um, listen, on defense, him and Steph Curry aren't exactly going to lock down. But on offense, they'll be splashing threes left and right. So, I mean, that team, when Clay is healthy, they'll still be a contender because why not? That's the one thing that scares me, though, with Golden State is – yeah, they lost out on Kevin Durant, and I get that you can't replace a guy like a Kevin Durant and his his skill set mm-hmm. and his mind and everything like that. But there's – if you put Stephen Curry and D'Angelo Russell together out there on the same court at the same time, I don't think it's going to work, me personally. You know, if you put both of them out there at the same time, something's got to give. That is Something true. has to give because both guys are very ball dominant. But when Durant was there – Curry and Clay's production went down. I mean, it, I, I don't even know. What, you're right. I don't even know what to think there. But I think a better question is, how is Westbrook and Harden going to perform together? That's a scary thing because they did play together in Oklahoma City yes. years ago. Way before they seven hit their years primes. ago, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, listen, if they get good chemistry together and they, they don't hog the ball, they look for the right shots, they both utilize Capella in the paint. You know, they're also a contender. They got a good bench. You know, that's another team who could finish top five in the West. The for sure. one thing that scares me with Houston is they really have nobody to rebound the ball over there. You know, short lineup. It's a very, very short lineup. And on top of that, in a D'Antoni style of offense, yeah, they're going to be scoring the ball a lot mm-hmm. through the three point shot and through their fast break opportunities. But the one thing here that kind of kills it with me is the fact that, remember, we mentioned Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash? Yep. I get that they were older, and I understand that. And also, too, with Melo and uh, AI, when they played together, two ball, 
uh, ball dominant ball dominant players didn't really pan out. It's true. Did not pan out. You know, history will always tell you. You know, history always repeats itself. The thing is, you got to learn from it. And I think Russell Westbrook. I mean, I I hope they learn from it because it's going to be a very should. fun year. But I don't know. I don't know so what's, what with might them, happen. They can't worry about stats. I you know two MVPs. Stats won them their MVPs. They can't worry about score. Who scores? Who rebounds? Who assists? It's right. they gotta go to win the game. Right. You know mm-hmm. they gotta take good shots. Westbrook, Westbrook and Harden today in the preseason combined to shoot thirty five percent or something like that. I right. mean that's not flattering. So they gotta they gotta utilize PJ Tucker, Clint Capella, and work as a team, not the two of them. Absolutely. You know? Speaking of Harden, I want to get your take on this. That stupid jump back, step back, whatever that uh-huh. four step. I don't get why they don't call that a travel. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, oh, man. I think it should be a travel sometimes. Sometimes it's it's good. It's clean. But, I mean, he said he wants to revolutionize the game. We'll see. He pulled one up in preseason and bricked it. A little dance shot. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with that this season. And, I, and we'll see how the media reacts to it because it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's and especially when you have fans like myself saying, wait, this guy's taking four steps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When the ball, when he's not even dribbling, I don't know. It's yeah, just, man. it's it's mind boggling how we go from age where, you know, you get t- it's all right to take six steps and mm-hmm. you know nobody calls anything. You know what I mean? But you don't call you don't call that a travel. Like it, it, it's absolutely mind blowing. Exactly, man. So right now, I'm very excited. Very exciting time to be a sports fan, mm-hmm. especially if you like the NBA. You know, you're a big hockey guy and baseball right now. So the NBA, it's going to be one of the most complex seasons ever. And the MLB playoffs, I know you wanted to touch on oh, that. Man. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, man. We'll get we'll get on that in a minute. All right. Mike, let's shift everything over now to the East Coast. Gotcha. Okay. Knicks and Nets, we kind of know and see what's going on right now. Kevin Durant came out with his comments saying that, Going to Brooklyn was the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Probably the same thing going to the Warriors after they went 73-9 and nine and they won the championship the year prior was the cool thing the to cool do. The cool thing. Yeah, the cool thing in to quotes, do. In quotes, yep. You know, realistically, <laughs> I, I get it. You know, we live in a cool world, but, you know, what, Listen, what, what, what's your take on the Knicks and the Nets this year? The Nets had great stuff going for them last year. D'Angelo Russell... He might be averaging 25 this year if he was still with the Nets. Right. He would have had a career year. Right. I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to bring Kyrie and KD to the Nets. That is incredible. Right. Why they didn't sign with the Knicks, it's tough. I get with what Kevin Durant is saying with the Knicks that it's not the cool thing to do because they haven't won in years. Right. But it's still New York. And the Knicks, I wouldn't say they had an A-plus offseason. They had... A B-plus offseason. They brought in good guys, and that shows that they're an attractive team, attractive city. Listen, man, I guess KD and Kyrie saw they they couldn't turn around the Knicks culture. I don't know why they chose that. Maybe they wanted to start something new in Brooklyn because, I mean, when have the Nets really won anything? Outside of 2002 and 2003. Exactly. Never never really. So maybe they saw it as, listen, the Knicks— there's fans, but everybody's giving up on them. The Nets is kind of the new wave, and I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm still saying this. The Nets is the new wave. They had a great season last year, and KD and Kyrie, I think, just want to win in Brooklyn. Yeah, and, you know, you look at, too, what KD went through. 
The guy that did his surgery on his knee was mm-hmm. a Nets, I believe, a Nets uh, doctor. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a lot of things that are going on. I think he had his mind made up already that he wanted to go to Brooklyn when he when he was playing, you know. I think so also. And Kyrie Irving was a Nets fan growing up, so mm-hmm. kind of made sense for him to go full circle from after growing up in New Jersey, going to St. Patrick's, right? Yep. And then going to Duke, playing at Cleveland, then going to Boston, then coming back to the tri-state area to play basketball again is absolutely a huge, huge deal for him. Yep. I Just to cut in, I can't believe a guy like Kyrie has bounced around that much in so little time already. Because, I mean, he's a superstar player. When LeBron and Kyrie were in Cleveland, you would you would never think two years later, three years later, he'd be on, through two teams already. It's crazy. A lot well, of drama and a lot of rift, and what whatever happens in the uh, behind closed doors, that definitely yep. doesn't help out some certain situations. But you know that's why they're here nor there. Now he's on Brooklyn uh, with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Mike, I know you just touched on it that you're a huge Knicks fan. What what? Give me your take on the Knicks this year. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now because I'm excited. This is the first season, and I was listening to the Alan Hahn podcast you had with him. Mm-hmm. He was saying they need to dis, uh, establish you know, a presence in New York, a foundation to grow on. R.J. Barrett, you know, Mitchell Robinson, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, they're all young guys, and that's the foundation. They brought in players like Bobby Portis, uh, Marcus Morris, and Julius Randle. You know, great addition this past summer. Again, they don't get enough credit for what they did. Because I think, like Alan Hahn also said, um, Julius Randle and Dennis Smith need to have big seasons if the Knicks want to sneak in that eighth spot. And I think they might because Coach Fisdale is a great coach, player coach. And he's um, a defensive and rebounding guy. Yes. guy and, that wants to have that workman-like mm-hmm. mentality to him. And Mitchell Robinson is that guy. Future defensive player of the year for sure. You saw in the preseason Marcus Morris uh, bounced the ball and did some street ball stuff off the defender's head. Yeah. And he said, that's New York basketball or something like that. That's the kind of grit this Knicks team needs to have to make that eighth spot. They need to play like a team, not worry about who scores, and hopefully they get in. What's your take on Frank Nilakita? Ooh, Frank. I've been seeing highlights, what he did in France this past summer in the uh, in the FIBA. And everybody's saying he's grown tremendously. Not not, you know, physically, but as a player. Right. He's got a lot of a lot of guys in front of him. And having that many players, he might not find the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do they trade him? I don't know. He's still so young. He's improved. Even in the preseason, his shot came around a little bit. I, I watched the first few games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you see everything that's going on right now in the world. And, you know, a lot of people just say to themselves, like, what's going on with uh, Mr. Nilakita? But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that ultimately happen. And when I look at him and I just say to myself, like, Okay, this guy was a top ten pick. He's got his six foot five body, mm-hmm. but he has that seven foot wingspan, and he's a per- he, he has that potential to be that perfect three and D guy. Yep. But listen, I think the Knicks made a mistake. Knicks like to gamble. I mean, they they kind of gambled on Porzingis. He wasn't really known, and it worked out. Well, when he was with the Knicks, it worked out. You know, he was score the ball, rebound. I think the Knicks should have taken Dennis Smith. And instead of going through all this whole process with Natila Kina, they would have grown Dennis Smith into a better player than what he is now while they have him now. So who starts in your mind, Nilakita or Smith? Smith Jr. Oh, Dennis Smith. My starting five would be Dennis Smith at the point, uh, RJ at the two, 
maybe Bobby Portis at the three or Marcus Morris. Um, I would let Knox come off the bench as a as a forward. Randall at the four, Robinson at the five. That that's a good young hungry lineup. So ISO ISO Trier, you know ISO Zo, mm-hmm. you know he's coming off the bench. And then another guy too that might have to earn his minutes somewhat. Who I think should be starting is Alfred Payton. Oh, I forgot about him. Alfred Payton. That's a- that's why Natila Keen has got a lot of guys around him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Alfred Payton put up like three straight triple doubles last year. Quality player. Um, another guy off the. I mean, uh, who else is off their bench? Let me think. I got, oh, Todd Gibson was a great pickup. Yeah, they got a solid roster. They don't get enough credit for what they did this past summer. As a Knicks fan, I hope they get in just just to watch a playoff series. Absolutely. And speaking of other teams going on, you know, Miami, they got Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. You know, the Sixers, they wound up going out there and getting uh, Al Horford. Al Horford, right. Thank you. Thank you. Josh Richardson as well with right. the, through Miami. Through the trade, right. Yeah. Uh, Boston got Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Hawks, the Hawks, they're a year better, but yep. they're, they're still a little bit away. They don't have it yet. Not yet. They're still, they're still a little bit mm-hmm. away. The Magic, too, might surprise a lot of people Possibly. I mean, listen, look what they did in the playoffs last season against the Raptors. Right. They gave them a fight. They're not a tremendous fight, but they showed they could hang in there. Yeah. They're a solid team. Lots of, lots of good teams in the NBA. And if you look at the past few years in the NBA, mm-hmm. like, the, let's see. The last five teams in the league sucked. Mm -hmm. They didn't have much talent, not a complete lineup. Okay, so if you look at the Hawks, they might not even scratch the eighth seed at all, maybe even not the ninth. I mean, they're a solid lineup. Trey Young and John Collins, great one-two punch. Mm -hmm. They just brought in a lot of quality guys through the draft. I mean, again, they might be a bad team. Like, you know, not a good team. Like a 9-10 seed yeah. type. Right? But, I mean, even as a 9-10 seed for the future, that's a great team. Right. So I, time will tell in the future of how they'll be with Trey Young at the helm. I tell you one team that might be bad this year, and that's the Wizards. They they have no depth as far as forwards go mm-hmm. and centers. But Rai Hachimura, right? Yep. Eighth pick. Mm-hmm. Got drafted. He looks like he's a solid, solid pick so far. Uh, through preseason, you have another guy too, former Laker, Mo Wagner. Yep, <laughs> solid, solid pickup by the Wizards. I don't get why the Lakers traded him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't they understand got, that. They got decent pieces. You know, Isaiah Thomas. If he if John he Wall, John Wall is out for the year. If Isaiah Thomas stays healthy, picks up his swagger from his Celtics days. That that's what his problem is. John Wall's out. John Wall's out for the year. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh he, my god. He had a very. Uh, Bad injury of his leg, his ankle, something. His foot, maybe. But with Isaiah Thomas, he needs to stay healthy. Keep out of trouble. Keep out of trouble. He lost his mojo when he got, you know, kind of kicked from Boston. And that's kind of injury, and that hasn't really done him well. So, hopefully, you know, maybe he'll average 15 for that team, hopefully. Who are your top eight teams in the East and top eight teams in the West? Oh, man. Without them not with not even having it in front of me, I'll go. I'll go five because eight. I don't have. Right, I don't go have a go five. Go five. I'll, each I'll go five each. All right. Okay, I got the Sixers going one. Okay, coming out with the one seed. Number two. Let me see. Oh, who are the, who are some of these East teams? Um, Bulls. No. Well, no, no. Pacers. No. 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 Yeah, keep going. Keep keep knocking them off. Okay, we got the Nets. Nets will probably be the fourth seed. I'm going Boston three. 
Philly won. Philly won. Oh, man. Who are the other juggernauts in Milwaukee. the Milwaukee. Milwaukee, two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me redo this. So we got Philly, one. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, two. I'm going Boston, three. Kemba Walker's going to pick up that team. Mm-hmm. Um, Four. I'm looking at... The Nets. The Nets. Number five. The Raptors kind of sort of fell Ra- off. Raptors might get in there. Why is there another team that I, I can't think a- of? Indiana. And the, depends on if Oladipo is healthy. I think they can maybe sneak in. Even Sabonis. Sabonis, Sabonis is, is a good, is yeah, awesome, good player. I'm missing some team in the East for some reason. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, the West, West, I got this. Okay. So we got, we got Clippers one, right? Denver two. Mm-hmm. Lakers, I don't think they're going to mesh too well early on, and I think they're going to slip a little bit for three. Mm-hmm. Houston four, and let's go, Portland five. Okay. All right, that's an interesting take right there. Houston as a top four mm-hmm. team. I mean, that you got to have a lot of things break their way in a yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good teams. Oh yeah, a lot of good teams. And uh, injuries will tell. Yep. Um, chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a great year. I'm very excited. Absolutely. It, who's your finals? Finals take. Finals. Oof. Western Conference Finals. Definitely between the Clippers and the Lakers. Really, you see both LA teams playing it out for that for that West, huh? Possibly, if if it could work, I think they both get it. You know, it depends depends on the seating and stuff like that. Right. Um, the East, Eastern, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know the two teams. I'm gonna say Philly comes through. Philly comes. through. I think Philly their, comes through. With their depth. Okay. Yep, their depth over Milwaukee's depth. Um, I'm gonna go Clippers. Wow, this is tough. I'm gonna go Clippers versus uh, Philadelphia. That's my partner's pick. That's and my I, partner's pick. Right and there, I hope man. months from now I could look back on this interview and say I told the audience I told you so. You know, you, Sally. I think you and my partner should definitely <laughs> hook up sometime soon and talk basketball. Man, got to come back on the show for that one. That would be a very interesting show. So you had the Clippers and the Sixers. Yes. In the Depth. Depth tells all. One player goes down on that team, they have another player to pick them up. And your winner is? Oh, man, Will. You doing this to me? I, I got it. I got it, man. Clippers. Just because of the Kawhi factor? and the depth. Oh, yeah. Kawhi, and Paul George, one lineup. Doc, Doc know, Rivers, too, being there. Doc Rivers. They got, they got players who could kind of take a backseat to those two, where I think in Philadelphia, Simmons, Tobias Harris, not really Horford, and Embiid are going to kind of try to carry the load. Right. Where I think in in L.A. with, with the Clippers, it's Kawhi and Paul George. Okay. The rest of the guys are going to play their role. Harold's going to play his role, rebounding, running the fast break, you know, put back points, yep. second chance points. Yep. Lou Williams off the bench. I got that Clippers team winning, man. What, okay. what about you? What do you think? I'll give you out of the East. I'll give you my 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 Eastern Conference and Western Conference favorites. Uh, first off, we're just going to do – I'm not going to do top five teams. I, I did that – on the preview show, and okay. we're kind of sort of uh, pressed for time here. But whatever. We'll, I'll, I'll go about it, and I'll say it. I'm going to say Clippers and Blazers okay, out of the West. And out of the East, it'll be it'll be the Bucks, And the Bucks would have – everybody's going with the Sixers, man. I'm going to have to go with the Sixers. They got a good lineup. And I'm gonna have to go above average bench, right? And I'm gonna have to go Bucks and Blazers in the finals. Hot take. That's a very hot take. Burning hot. I like that. 
I like I like that hot. You know, Damian Lillard's going into his own. This is his seventh yep. year. He's got a lot to prove with Portland. Oh, yeah. Same thing with McCollum. Same thing with, you know, what's going on in the world with uh, Milwaukee. Giannis mm-hmm. is, you know, his, his final year of his deal. Everybody's questioning him. Just let him go out there and play ball. It's going to be a great year. Absolutely. And, Will, I know we've been talking a lot of basketball, and we want to touch on some baseball. But what I want to ask you is, how sure. how did you start your show? And who are some who are some notable <laughs> guests you got on? Um, so not to digress on the guests, but I'll get to them in a minute. Uh, basically, how the show started up was my partner Sean. He posted something on Instagram through Facebook, saying that he wanted to get back on to radio. And how we met was at Nassau Community College about okay. nine years ago, and we did a radio show called Morning Sports Live. And I met Sean. Sean was great. Nice guy. We kept in touch somewhat through social media, but I wound up going my way. I went through my my apprenticeship with Local 3, and I'm now a journeyman. And about a year and a half ago, he posted something on Instagram, and I followed him. I said, yo, let's let's do something. I was the only one to respond back to him, and he's got like 2,000 followers and everything like that. But with that being said, you know, we've had on, we we came here, and this used to be downtown over across, around the corner from the Freedom Tower. Okay. So it, it, it worked out to a degree. And then we, the studio moved here, and, you know, we've grown. We've had on a couple of guests. And speaking of the guests, we've had on Islanders play-by-play man Brendan Burke. Okay. We've had on Alan Hahn. We've had on uh, Combo. We've had on Scoop B. Uh, Mike Yam, who okay. used to be on ESPN, yep. now he's on Pac-12 Network. Uh, he came on our show. Oh, man, great guests, yeah, absolutely, there's, very knowledgeable people. There's all a, those guys. There's a lot of there's a lot of guests. Oh, Jose McFly. Okay, the, yeah, the Yankees guy. Yeah, yeah. John Boy from from Talking Yanks. Okay, he just started up John Boy Media, and now that's blowing up big. Cool, man. So we've had on you know a lot. Danny's dugout, a lot of Yankee fans. We've had on a lot of Islander fans on on the show and it's been absolutely just great and there's probably a couple names i'm missing too mm-hmm. but you know for everybody out there that's listening and you know i can't forget about mike dunn see mike dunn one of the best shooters i've ever seen mm-hmm. he was one of our first guests everybody that's came on the show i just want to say thank you you guys mean the world to sean and i and you know without you guys there'd be no show and without sean there'd be no show mm-hmm. so i just want to give uh those people their due and listen, I appreciate you having me on, letting me get a platform for myself. Mike. You know, I love talking sports, social media, everything. And I want to help you grow. This is a great podcast. This is a, this is this future, needs to be bro. heard by so many more people. And through my audience, I'm going to definitely push it. Absolutely, man. There's 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 a future in podcasting. And, oh, yeah. You know, through through the powers of this, no more cables, no more cable companies like ESPN. They'll, they'll find their way mm-hmm. to do it. But I think they're they're on the... They're on the downward yeah. sl- slide, but that's whether here nor there. I don't want to be saying that either because they are the worldwide mm-hmm. wide leader in sports, but that's something that remains to be seen. I mean, listen, with social media and sports, you could communicate with anybody. Right. You could get in any player's DMs. You could get in anybody's DMs and communicate with these people. And the reason why sports you know, has blown up so much and has reached so many people is because of social media. Right. You see highlights every day, stats, you know, similar to what I do, stats, uh, highlights, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That's pushed out to an audience of so many people that's directed to so many different people over so many walks of life. 
that just come together and communicate on sports and sports and social media is magic. Absolutely. And you also, you know, we'll move on now from speaking of magic, October. October so far oh, has yeah. been absolutely magical in postseason baseball. We've had two game fives on yesterday. The Cardinals wound up putting up a 10th spot in the first inning. What an unbelievable game. Crazy. What an unbelievable inning that was. When in, does that in happen in postseason baseball? Not a lot. Never. Not a lot. Never. Not a lot. I don't know about never, but it just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And then you look at last night with the Dodgers and the Nationals. Couldn't believe it. My God. My God. I know we were having this talk pregame. You know, Howie, Howie Kendrick hit that grand, right grand slam yeah. to put them ahead. Yep, yep. 7-3. Yep, 7-3. Listen, playoff baseball, everybody's an MLB player. You got to go into every at-bat locked in, ready to throw whatever pitches. Just because you get Howie Kendrick, you know, he's a veteran, not necessarily a home run hitter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you just throw a few straight fastballs by him. You right. got a huge game, game five. You got to be on it. I was extremely surprised he hit it. I'm happy for the Nationals. Gritty team. And you, know, you want to know the best part about it was when he hit that grand slam right off his bat, he knew it was oh, gone. Yeah. He knew it was gone. What what that feeling must have felt like for him, man. I, oh, boy. I, I tell you, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. October is made for pitching, people that pitch well, and for people that come up in the big spot. Yep. Last night, guys like Howie Kendrick, you know, in years prior, Cody Ross with the mm-hmm. San Francisco Giants. Uh, you know, there are other names, too, that – that are right now just on, on my mind, but I can't get it out for whatever reason. But it's always the unsung hero that always comes through in October. True. It's always the unsung hero that comes through in October yep. and wins you games. There's always the birth of a player who's always spoken about and who will always be remembered for what they did in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't have a good regular season, what they did in the postseason in a big spot, the unsung hero, will always be remembered Absol- for that player. Absolutely. And you talk about a guy that's – I want to bring up a guy that – put his name out there and put he's been playing absolutely phenomenal so far this playoffs is Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. This kid's 20 years old. Somebody's got to check this My kid. age, man. It's somebody's, crazy. He might be older. Somebody's got to check his birth certificate. <laughs> no, nah, I kid around about that, but still though, or am I? But, you know, you just never know what happens. And with a kid like this, he's in the zone. He's oh, locked yeah. in. He's hungry. And when when they put out uh Walker Bueller out there for game 5, the guy, the kid can throw gas. Mm-hmm. He can. Absolute lights out. My thing is with Dave Roberts, I don't question him putting in Kershaw. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, he went out there, he did his job against Adam Eaton, getting the, the first guy out. But then you're going up against Rendon and then Soto. Yeah. That's when it's like, okay, you second guess and you just say to yourself, why? Why are you doing this? But... At that same point in time, Gary Sheffield said the best on MLB on TBS yesterday in, in his postgame uh, rant. And he just basically said, these guys are zoned in on 100-mile-an-hour yep. pitches from Bueller coming in. And then they, they bring in Kershaw, and, you know, he's not the same pitcher that exactly. he once was. Exactly. And he's, he's, not throw- hit, he's not hitting the speeds he, he once was. He's throwing 90-91, and Rendon, who's in a contract year, comes through for, mm-hmm. for this team. And then Soto, who's been a stud— so far this postseason, hit a home run off of, off yep. of King Kirsch. Yep. It's crazy. Did they go back-to-back? Those they, did. they did. They did. They did. Craziness. Amazing. Amazing Am- is right. Amazing what, what you know, baseball fans got to see yesterday. Yep. 
It's magic. For for two fan bases for the Dodgers, one has to question Dave Roberts, and one might be saying, is he gone? Is it something that can be addressed here? You know? I, me personally, I think the Dodgers are going to have to look at this because it's mm-hmm. been year, three years of – or two years, excuse me. Right? Did he, did he get there in 2017? Not too sure. I think he got there in 2017. I'll look that up. But I know Don Mattingly was the manager prior. Yes, that, that's for sure. But, you know, it's just – it's crazy. And then, you know, for them, they made it to the World Series twice. Mm-hmm. They had their string of postseason runs. Now it's looking as if, like – they might break this whole team apart after all the success that they've had in the NL West. And for the Nationals and for Dave uh, Dave Martinez, a lot of people want this guy gone. They wanted this guy uh-huh. gone. They were under 500. They wound up fighting back. This is all without Bryce Harper, too. Yep. Respect to them right? for that. Absolutely. Everybody's picking up the slack of Harper. Absolutely. And there's a lot going on. But, you know, credit a guy like Dave Martinez for going out there and using – you know, their bullpen to a degree, and they had one of the worst mm-hmm. bullpens in the league. But I want to get your take on, on, on you know, what happened yesterday in that game. Again, kind of like I said before, you can't underestimate anybody in sports, mm-hmm. let alone postseason baseball, postseason football, basketball, anything. You let your guard down. I'm not saying Kershaw let his guard down, but maybe I don't think he was locked in. Maybe was he not ready for that moment? Not sure. I think it's just an unsung hero taking the big spot. He realizes what's going on in the game, and he came up clutch. And then Joe Kelly. I don't get why Dave Roberts left him in after you know mm-hmm. that one inning in the ninth, and then for him to go out back there in the tenth, it's like, all right, you give up the double, you pull him out. Yep. You still have Julio Ure- Urias, top, top, Gun, mm-hmm. lefty, can throw gas, 21 years old, yep. stud. Ken, uh, Kenley Jansen, another guy. How do you not bring these guys in? I don't get it. It's tough. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's we could sit here and say all that. Play Monday morning quarterback. Exactly. You know, you got to look at the matchups. Numbers. 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 Did, did the coach have a talk with one of the guys before getting him psyched up and ready for that moment? And he was going with him. Maybe right. maybe that was it. You never know. Absolutely. And, you know, we were talking Yankees earlier. Mm-hmm. I want to talk that because Go ahead. T- tonight's game five between Houston and Rays, that matters most to the Yankees. I mean, I don't want to count out the Rays, but I, to me, the Astros are a lot more dangerous than the Rays are for the Yankees. Verlander, Granke, and uh, who's the other guy? Cole. I'm thinking of, and Cole. He's against, pitching tonight. Against, yeah. Against the Yankees, you know. Right. I don't know, man. You can't discount the Rays either. They had Tyler Glasnow going for them tonight. Yeah. You know, he pitched okay in the first game of the series going going up against Houston. But this is all this is Houston's game. Oh, yeah. You know, to lose. You know it's what true. I mean? There's a it's lot. True. There's a lot of pressure. The Rays could go back out there and be like, all right, you know, they're gonna give them their all. Mm-hmm. But for Houston to lose tonight. Is this can absolutely be a game changer in this series? And yep. make no mistake about it, if the Rays do go out there and play the Yankees, and there are a lot of Yankee fans and a lot of people in the media world, you know, that go out there and just basically 
discredit what yeah, the Rays did. Yeah, they already did. crowned what the Yan- Yankees yeah, are winning. Uh, Yan- yeah. Yankees are winning the series. Yeah, 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 they're sweeping yeah. the Rays, everything like No, <laughs> don't don't be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Anything can happen in a seven-game series. Uh-huh. You know, we've seen crazier things happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Look, look at last night. Yeah. Look at last night. Nationals, they play the wild card game. Mm-hmm. Rays were the away team for, you know, for the A's. You know what I mean? Yep. They play the A's in a, in a hostile environment. They won. Stuff could happen in baseball. They could, Any sport, but they baseball could, especially. One mistake could lead to losing a series. Yes. You know, totally and that's agree. why the Yankees need to be, Aaron Boone needs to be on his game with who he's going to put out there. All right, the start, starting pitchers, he knows who he's going to put out. Right. The bullpen, he needs to make the right decisions in the right spots right. to win the games, whoever mm-hmm. they face off against. And, you know, I'm not a big Giancarlo Stanton guy. I didn't like— Many people have jumped off the boat on him. I've been off since they got him because I think—I'm not going to say he's overrated. He strikes out way too much. You put him in a lineup with Judge who strikes out a bit. You know right. what I mean? And Gary Sanchez strikes out. I don't, I don't see Giancarlo doing anything against an Astros pitching staff, a Rays pitching staff. So I don't know how Boone is going to play that. I think they're going to keep Giancarlo in the lineup. As a DH, oh yeah, yeah. I think definitely. I think CC Sabathia gets added as as a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, not only because of the fact that all right, it's his final year, but it's another it's another guy that could pitch. Big game out, pitcher, out, right? He's got the experience, right? And everybody's talking about Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks's timing, to me, would be like, you know what? Listen, Aaron, you know, we love you. But you got to sit out. What do you do? Series. You know what I it's mean. It's tough. What do you do? It's tough. But me personally, I would have I would have Hicks sit out. Uh huh. You know. Well, look at what Gardner's doing. That, that's, that's what you're gonna probably that, say. That's what I'm saying. You have Gardner. You have Maven. You uh-huh. have Judge. Yep. And you have Stanton. And you have Tyler Wade, who could go out there and play mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Yankee Yankees are dangerous. They are. One through nine. Even their bench is dangerous. And MLB teams, you know, they don't. Not too many teams have strong benches. The Yankees right. could fill in anybody, right. whether it's an injury or something's going on, match up with the pitcher. I want to get your quick take on this. NLCS, Cardinals, and Nationals. Okay. Who do you have winning that? And then Game 5 tonight, who do you have winning Game 5? And then your ALCS prediction, and then who wins? All right, all right, all right. I, I got know, it's a lot to yeah, swallow yeah, yeah, yeah. and digest. Well, after I say one, just re- re- uh, just remind me on what, Go ahead. what yeah, else I got to Absolutely. Have. Okay, I got the Cardinals coming through okay. in the series. okay. Do the Nationals, Nationals, the Nationals pen? Is that, they're going to give them issues. You never know. Um, who's going to? I know uh, Rondon and Soto have stepped up. They're going to get more production from the rest of the team. Cardinals got a great lineup, great pitching staff. That's going to be a great series. Um, I could see that series going to seven. Mm-hmm. Who wins? You know, Cardinals. What was the next? Game five tonight. Game five tonight yeah. between uh, the Astros and the Rays. Astros and the Rays. Man, I think the Astros come out on top. Okay. I think their guns are going to be gunning. So I think uh, Altuve is going to be coming out swinging. So is Bregman. I think Bregman's going to have a huge night. Garrett Cole on the mound. Primetime game. Mm-hmm. Huge game. This is a legacy game for him, whether right. he's like, you know, a big time, big time player. I can see him striking out 15 batters tonight. I think Astros come on top. Maybe a game, low scoring game, maybe a four to two, three to two. Okay. So you had the Astros coming out tonight, yep. and they play the Yankees this weekend yep. in the ALCS. Yes. Who do you have winning that? I know you're a big Yankee uh, fan. Listen, man. Take the bias cap off for a second, all right? It's true. 
So another game, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's not gonna be a sweep or anything like that. It's gonna go. I think that goes to seven as well. Oh, the Yankees just gotta, they gotta play gritty. They can't rely on home runs against Verlander, Granke, and Cole. They're gonna, they're gonna get struck out a lot. Yeah. They need to play. Okay, somebody gets on, steal a base, bunt them over, get little runs like that. They, that's not how the Yankees really necessarily play this season. I think Boone needs to change that against a team like the Astros with a dominant pitching staff. Right. So you I have, got the Yankees. So you have the Cardinals going up against the Yankees, a classic World Series oh, matchup man. right there. Classic. And to put that out on top, the bias hat is off. I think the Yankees are destined to win this year. Okay. That, that's just my opinion. Okay. I think they're going to bring it back to the Bronx. Six? Oh. Five? Five games? How many games? Might be a classic seven-game series. Cardinals Maybe. have a great bullpen. Uh, I can't even put a number on that series because okay. it's going to be wild. So Cardinals versus Yankees, and who Yankees do you see winning that? Yankees come out on top. Okay, Yankees are destined 2019 to win. World Series champions. Um, they, got, they got so much firepower. DJ LeMayu, hit machine. Look through, look at the lineup. They got, you know, they got batters who right. can hit the ball. You know, as Boone said, they're dogs in the box. Right. Those guys are dogs in the box. They're savages in the they're box. They're sa- savages in the box. Excuse right. me. It's okay. I think they're going to bring it back to New York. I'm taking going to a World Series game. I don't care what it's going to cost me. They win the series, parade Manhattan. I'm taking off from school, doing whatever I got to do to get there. <laughs> I love it. I love the dedication of the fan. Oh right yeah, there, yep, awesome. Mike, how do the people follow you on social media, bud? So you could follow NBA Buzz just straight up NBA Buzz on Facebook, um, official NBA Buzz on Instagram and Twitter. My personal is just Mikey Domagala on Instagram. Um, same with Twitter. Facebook, I'm not too big on my personal. Check out Inside Buzz with Mikey Domagala on YouTube. Those clips will be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And uh, start reading my articles. I'm going to pick up Courtside Buzz for the season when it's coming around. That's awesome. And yeah, man, that's where you can find me at. And uh, hopefully, looking back at this in five years, I'll be somebody. That's who I want to be. That, no, somebody. One day at a time, my friend. Oh, yeah. Keep it one day at a time. And then you never know what might happen to you. You exactly. know what I mean? That's yep. all you can do. But I love the five year goal right there. Yeah. So what I want to, you know, what I want to do, I want to become a broadcast journalist, journalist, writer. I love what Alan Hahn is doing. Right. What he's doing, I mean, he he started as a writer, got on radio, now he's doing broadcast. I love that. Mm-hmm. Calling basketball games for an NBA team, that's right. a dream. Mm-hmm. Becoming, you know, Having like a radio show or something, interview based. I love interviewing people. It's great to communicate, meet new people like you're doing. You know, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's the best part about life, meeting people, communicating, and just, you know, being a good person to another good person and that's talking it. about sports, whatever you want to talk about. No, that's awesome, man. I learned a lot today from you, man. You got you have a bright future ahead of you. I appreciate it. And you just, you got to keep on working and grinding, yep. man. That's it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. Yep, having me on. Absolutely, Mike. It's been great. Yep. It's been a great experience. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Absolutely, Mike. Mike Domagala from Inside it. Buzz. Yep. NBA Inside Buzz. One of the better sites you'll ever want to N- see. NBA Buzz. NBA yep. Buzz. Yep. I just... I, it's all right, man. Don't worry about it. We were talking about I know. We, we different got a lot, names, different brands. I got, a, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of tabs going on in my brain right now, so it is what it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Mike. If you guys could give me a follow, that will be greatly appreciated. Check out my show, everything I do. Absolutely. And uh, let's enjoy a great MLB October, the rest of the season. And Absolutely. let's uh, enjoy a great NBA season. It's going to be one of the greatest ever. Absolutely, man. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Mike, thank you for coming Again, on, thank you. I Abs- appreciate it. Absolutely, bud. I really do appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for giving me the platform and inviting me on. No problem. Anytime. You're welcome back on the show anytime. I appreciate it. Awesome. My guy will.
Appreciate it again. <laughs> Absolutely. Twice as nice. Signing off. Absolutely. On that note, for everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for Miles, our wonderful producer today, didn't even shout him out at the beginning of the show. Yeah. I mean, listen, he played New York State of Mind for me, and it was great. Uh, out that, here in the Big Apple. Uh, we're going to do that. You know, Of course, when you come on the show, that's what we'll play. For everybody here at Gotham, and for Mike, I'm your host, Will Cherucci, logging out. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.